Hi guys, welcome back to the Once You're In, You're In podcast. I can't remember the episode number that we're on, but the last episode was obviously chatting about Reese winning the overall at the PCA. Um, didn't win. Didn't yeah, win. The Arnolds, the Arnolds last weekend. So do you want to delve into it a bit, mate? And then we'll go through some questions towards the end. No, I don't. Didn't win. That's it. Um, yeah, guys, didn't win. Uh, failure. Haven't slept since the, the second show. failure. Yeah, it's been an absolute nightmare. Um, no, we did the uh, the junior junior physique category. Uh, finished second, uh, which was slightly slightly annoying. I'm not. It was my first L of my my bodybuilding career. Uh, but no, in theory, it was uh, it, it was a class experience. Um, to be fair, I, I already hold it with greater light than the first show, which is strange. I didn't think I would. Like, I got off stage and I was like, oh damn I was like this is a bit sad um but I look back at it and the experience was ridiculous the um what we can take from it so much more like knowledge information what's needed it's I'm not going to say it's given me even more of a boost but I I genuinely was like kind of trying to process it in my mind in the build-up like what's gonna happen if I don't win like what's gonna happen and if anything, it's been nothing but positive, which has been really strange because I've always, everything I've always done, I've always been quite decent at. So like whenever I lose, it's like, oh, this is a bit of a surprise. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to win everything. Um, I know what we need to improve upon, uh, which is, is good. And uh, I'm, I'm quite excited now because, I mean, by the t- we're doing this on Friday. So this is the 8th of October. We, we're now nine days, eight days, eight days away from the finals. And I'm like, right let's bring it on like uh, I'm looking forward to getting to the finals that'll be 26 weeks of dieting wrapped up three shows ticked off an overall a second place and then like I said to you yesterday a finals invite but at the end of the day they give they give out finals invites for just turning up to a PCA show this year so it doesn't really mean too much but we're coming for the junior physique class that's what we want like there's no shame in me saying that that's what I want to win the class uh admittedly I don't think I'm going to win the overall. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be uh, possible. But at the same time, that's not where I'm not going to be like, I want to get to the overall. Like if I'm done at 4.30 p.m., if I'm on at four and I'm done at 4.30, I'll be pissed. I'll be like, ah. If you'd have won the Arnold's on, on last Saturday, I think your mindset would be different. I think you'd have been like, I can win the overall. So, is, yeah. so what do you reckon? Do you reckon because you got beat, no, it's because it, does, my goal... it, it has brought you down to earth a bit, which is good. Like we said, you learn more from it. I like definitely yeah, learn more from losing. I don't, think, I don't, mate, the finals was never an option. My goal this year was to simply see where I'm at and to see how far I'm away from a pro level physique. And my answer is I'm not where, not that I thought I need to be because I didn't think I was at a pro level physique. I never said that. I, th- I know I'm not miles away. But I know that I need work. I knew when I started this prep, I know now, I knew six weeks out, 10 weeks out, this isn't a pro level physique. I'm not miles off. There's certain parts of me that I'm like, yeah, that's good. There's other parts that I'm like, this needs work. So the finals is one where I'm doing it out of, uh, like, I'm not going to say because I enjoyed the first show. It makes sense to, you get, you win the overall, you might you might as well. Like it's it's part of the process. But my goals are, getting a pro card and that is not going to be ticked off in the finals so like it's almost one of those where yes I would go into it thinking I'm going to win the whole thing if I won my my class the other day but 
I don't think it's brought me back down into the point where I'm like, oh, let's just get through it. It's no, more it's so like I need to improve. And right now my training isn't in the, the best spot possible because I'm not wasting time, but it's like I need improvements. So it's where like I'm like, right, just get to the finals and then it's time to time to build it up to a pro level physique, which might be one gain in phase. Most likely will be two, probably, if I'm looking at it. It really depends on how the look goes. And therefore, I'm excited. Do you reckon you'll compete next year just because it'll be your last year as a junior? Yeah, I don't really. Again, it would be challenging because I'm a junior still next year. So that would be quite exciting to say, right, like one gain in phase where like obviously assistance will be utilised. Like that, that's exciting on its own. So you could say that's going to have some relevance. That's going to put me up into a better spot. But then additionally, is that one going to then put me, like I'd say I probably need six to eight kilos worth of tissue. Is that going to be achievable in six months? Probably not considering. You got to think like, as well, like yeah, the goal. I'm not going to be in a good spot to grow for eight weeks. Like after the show, six to eight Maybe weeks. not that long. Yeah. You I also got dependent on how you manage it, especially yeah. because you've managed the diet well. I reckon you could, you'll be in a pretty good spot within a month. Like you won't be in an amazing spot, but you'll be in a pretty good spot. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was going to say, if the goal is to like get a pro card anyway, it's irrelevant that you're a junior next year. Yeah, exactly. The only, yeah, thing that's... the only reason you'd compete again next year really is, is one, if you think you're ready to be a pro, and two, because it's like, I'm still a junior. Look how good I am as a junior. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Like, yeah. 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 That's, that's the thing I could like. It's, it's one of those where, so for example, what do I do next year? Do I just compete in PCA again? And because I'd be a year better, I'd probably just, I'm not going to say again, wipe the floor with the juniors because I haven't even got to the finals. I might get destroyed, but there's a chance where I'm like, right, a year later, I'm probably going to be a bit better. Are I'm already. Also- not bad now you know you've also got the component of getting your name about and getting your face about and if you yeah. compete every year at two bros like that's going to be beneficial let's say you didn't compete for the next three years you'd be so much better but yeah you've only ever done one show with them and that yeah does play a role which it shouldn't because it should just be the best person wins but it does play a role like in like obviously with jack like we said looking back at the photos and looking back we think yeah like fair enough he deserved to win it was, you could have gone either way, but looking at the photos, you think, yeah, like he was better in a lot of aspects. You were better in other aspects. But yeah. also the fact that he's competed a lot more. He's, I know he's not competed loads because he's young, isn't he? He's only, this is like his yeah. third year, but he's competing more. You said, you know, you, you could tell he was more experienced. His posing was better. Little things that he just, you could tell that he'd done it more. And that's part yeah. of, so that's another reason you could compete next year just for experience, even if you don't think that you're ready. But then it's weighing up. Is it worth it? for taking another potentially six months of dieting. And then at the same time, I'd argue, firstly, do I need to do like, so for example, with assistance, would I need to be pushing up to 112 kilos and having to take 20 kilos off if I know where my body weight's at? Do I need to also be potentially dieting for 22 weeks when in reality, I could have probably done this in 16 and I could have been far more aggressive and I could have treated the last eight weeks of this prep like, 
let's say for the, the last eight weeks of like a 16 week prep and been in a very similar position. I was holding body weight and improving my look from like week 16 out to literally week eight. There was like eight weeks where my body weight came down by like a kilo, but it was like, yes, my look was getting better, but like, could I, have could I have done the same amount of change in a week or two? You know, like there's plenty of things that we can take from this. And I feel like it will literally depend on how things are. If I'm, if I can get myself from a physiological standpoint in a good position to to kind of grow and like fortunately the one thing right now is fatigue is a lot lower um foods not high and likewise food food is irrelevant at this point because when you're very very lean you can eat pretty much whatever and you still feel wank like constantly like it is one of those i said to you um it's like an acute response isn't it it gives you that acute yeah yeah really for like maybe the day or two days yeah yeah, so like just for reference for people, obviously people listening because people listen to this, believe it. Is it? Um, yeah, I know it's mental, isn't right, it? I am, I am pressed record, mate. There's no one listening. Oh, oh, we're just chatting. We're just chatting away. Um, so basically, food's gone up uh, since the first show. Um, so my lowest body weight's been around. It was 92 kilos. I was 92.8 this morning, and the lowest my food got on like non-training days was like 15, 80 cows, 1600, 16. I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know the exact amount, but it was pretty much just absolutely nothing it was poverty level macros um and expenditure was stupidly high um, i'm not going to get into the delp depths and delves of it like because it's stupidly high uh it was stupidly high now my non-training day foods are like 2600 cows my training day foods are like 34 50 when it comes to cows so in the grand scheme of things my food is a lot higher and when f- my food went up i got a very as finn mentioned an acute response of like oh I feel pretty decent. And then this week, because it's been a sense where I competed on Saturday, I trained Sunday and Monday. Tuesday was a rest day with cardio back in and it was lower food. Then Wednesday, Thursday, I trained again. And then today has been lower food with cardio. It's almost been where like there's been certain times where I'm like, oh, I'm actually still pretty fucked. So like recovery wise, I trained legs for the first time on Monday. I haven't been able to flex my quads since Monday. So that's five days worth. Uh, I can tell mentally I'm a bit like not, not all over the place, but it's where you get a slight response and you're thinking I'm pretty good. I'm so much better. And I am better than when I was running on empty, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm probably not as good as I actually thought I was like, physically and like from a physiological standpoint so if i can be in a good position to start growing again which i have no doubt i will be it will be one of those where uh, i got a question about like the post-show kind of plan and window and we'll do a podcast on it entirely but it'll be something that we'll kind of go into in the questions there or to be fair it was parents a parent asked is there like going to be like a period of time off so it'll most likely be a few days off i probably need to put on like a good if i can be like 94 kilos on show day if i can be up to like 96 that would be 95 to 96 would be lovely and then i can just start to build upon that like i'm not hoping to stay absolutely peeled but at the same time like i'll be in a good spot because i know my food yeah no potentially it i'm not gonna set my i'm not gonna it might be 98 kilos it might be nine it it doesn't really matter remember how you looked at 98 and you still looked good you would never maintain that composition if you weren't dieting you know yeah true i'd be straight up 100 within a month minimum yeah or maximum yeah true like don't because because of the mindset that you're in you'll put a kilo on you won't think you're lean i was the exact same like i remember i was i think i was one 
166 was my lowest. And I remember it being like 170. I was like, I look like shit. 166 kg, mate. Don't say like, I'm, I'm talking like, so you need to get to 100. And you're like, I was 166. I was 66 <laughs> up from you. <laughs> so I was 166 pounds. And I remember when I came out of it, because obviously, because the show got postponed and then me and Shannon went out for food. I think I weighed in oh, in the morning. Okay. Like, can, I have my hand, can I put my hand up? Sorry, I actually feel really bad for you, mate. Like, now that I'm in the process of this, I said this to my mum the other day. You know, the anticlimactic, oh, I'm done. Like, I feel bad for you, mate, because I'm like enjoying the thought. It was of, weird. Like, it was weird. Yeah, I'm enjoying the thought of like, oh, I've got eight days. Let's just embrace it because you're going to be done. So, like, even though I'm a bit fucked, I'm like, right, just get through this day. And then you've got seven days and then you can just, I'm like, enjoy it because you're not going to be in this position for much longer. And it's like, I'm weirdly in trying to enjoy it. And if you were to tell me, if I was to wake up tomorrow and you were to say, your show's canceled, mate, you're done. I would be on Google trying to find a show for the same weekend or the following weekend, because I'd want something to build up towards. Mate, it to was, say, I think it was two days before. Yeah, so mate, I feel bad. I didn't even understand. Like I was just, I remember I dropped you a message or I think I called you. Yeah, I think we had a chat on the phone and I was just like, you're right. And you were like, yeah, yeah, I'm sound. But like, I look at it and I'm like, oh, mate, that's actually really sad. To be fair, I actually was sound. Like, because I was literally like, I think, I think in the back of my mind that you kind of like, I was kind of expecting it, even though they'd said, yeah, it's definitely on. Like, I was still like, you don't know that because with COVID, like they could have literally just said on the day, right, it's closed. Like everything's going into lockdown. We'll see which happened. But yeah, what was I saying? I put on like a few pounds and I was like, I hated how I looked. I was like, oh my God, I'm yeah. soft. Like I look back at those photos now and I'm like, oh my God, I was tiny. Like yeah. you'll do the exact same. So if I Mate. was you, I'd be straight up. I'd be like, right, if let's say you finish at 94, obviously your lightest was 92. I'd be within two weeks, two, two to four weeks up and above 100. And then gradually go from there you think that's stupid though but it's not no it is stupid because it's i mean yeah mentally mate I'm yeah wired it feels weird like that's like you saying to me like oh be quick quickly get up to 180 plus and i was like what but yeah. pretty much I, I pretty much did that like yeah. i think i went from maybe in the first couple of weeks i was like high 170s so that's like 10 yeah. pounds over 10 pounds up like you, it, it feels weird but that's what you need to do otherwise you'll just stay in this hole uh, you yeah. literally are saying, oh, it's going to take me eight weeks to get back into a good position, like physiologically, but it only will if you let it. You could probably be yeah. in a good position within two to four, but you have to get past that mental sort of barrier of thinking you're going to look like shit. Oh, yeah. Like I'm looking down now and I have legs, stri- I've got like veins over my quads and I've got my, my, stri- my quads are straight. And I'm like, it's quite a cool look, this. I could maintain this. But then I realized that I haven't thought you about it. You could maintain it, but that's yeah. not but long, realize, the long term goal. Yeah, yeah, I haven't thought about anything other than food for the last like two months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I literally, I wake up, my sleep's poor, like sex drives absolutely nothing. My my quest and motivation for life is baseline. But the it's thing like, is, oh. it just becomes normal. So you actually do feel normal. Like I felt normal at the end of prep. Like I, I, yeah. if you yeah. asked me, I'd have been like, I'm fine, and I was fine. Like you're fine now, but yeah. like you say, when you actually realise it, you're like, oh shit, I'm not like. You, you you adapt to it to the point where you feel fine. And especially when you're like we are, you just fucking get on with it and you're like, I'm fine. But if you yeah. were to like if you were to feel like tomorrow, if you were to wake up like you were six months ago, 
oh, I'd be oh stunned. Oh my god! Like, but because Me, the, like, because the change is gradual, you don't realize it that much. It's hard no. to remember exactly how you feel. But like, if you were to wake up the day before or the day after the the opposite, like peak off season versus the end of a diet, yeah. you realize it. Shit. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like I, I get to about eleven thirty in the day, and I'm like battered, and I'm like, what? Like and this is like that's in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, like I've been awake for like four and a half hours, and I'm like, God, I'm fucked mentally. But like, you don't. You, I just, I'm just like, right, crack on, go for your walk. You can then have a. a I'd argue say, though, as well. Uh, Sometimes even I feel like that because of work. Yeah, because like that's yeah, yeah. when we get majority of our work done throughout like the morning slash yeah. early afternoon. So sometimes I'll finish checkings, especially if it's a busy day, and I'm like, oh, like, and then I'll see my phone, like, and I've got I to get back to form videos, and I'm like. Yeah, it is a it is a slog. But like I used like for example, my rest days when I was doing my discs, I can categorically guarantee you I would not be able to finish uni right now. Like I couldn't. I would be. I would. I'd have to. But I wouldn't be. I'd have a meltdown. Like I to yeah. to get what I was doing done. I would be. I'd be awful. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. You can only work, push but, your body so far. Like even yeah. when you are so mentally resilient, like everybody still has a breaking point. Like yeah, if you were to try and do like, imagine working a nine to five plus doing check-ins that you've got now, plus doing uni. Like if you were to do that much, like you fucking just. Not even a nine to five, mate. I'm doing a manual labor job. Like I, was, yeah. I said this, like how the hell yeah. would you manage? Like, yeah. mate, no, I'm not even recovering from four total leg sets, like leg, like, like, like direct leg work sets per, per session imagine people who have like active yeah. jobs even mate even just working like in tesco or something like stacking the shelves like when you've got to pick stuff up all the time like yeah. we are in a very very luxurious position where we can sit all day or if we want to we can go on a walk when we want to like yeah. it is you know obviously like we always say you know you work to get there but it's massive massive respect to people who have like busy active jobs guys guys anybody's Massive respect to anybody who does a manual labor. It's true job. though, isn't it? Right. Like, imagine being a builder and like yeah. and even just little things like I don't know how they do it, like being out in the rain all day and then going and training and just like they probably just feel like shit and they're cold and they're like, oh, I've got to go train. Like it is mental, isn't it, really? Like yeah. you don't realise it until you, unless you're that, in that you know, obviously food's relative, but like Imagine being like your coach is like, right, bro, trace, uh, trace carbs today, just protein fats. And like you get up, you've done your cardio and then you're like, right, nine, nine till six today, the, uh, like down, down the, the building site. And then you're like, right. And then at 6 p.m. you're like, let's go and do a pool session where I'm pulling from the floor. Mate, no. Battered. No, no chance. I think I need like a two week deload after that. I'd be ruined. But yeah, fair enough. Anyway, well, mate. Your body um, does adapt. Yeah, so for I, them, I, it's normal. I, and like you say, food is relative, so they probably wouldn't have to do that. But do you want to do you want to give an update on you? You haven't really said much. I know, obviously, game. I don't phase. get chance. Don't get chance anymore, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. It's all about me. That's it what is. it is. Um, to be fair, there's not too much to cover. Um, feeling pretty good. Happy with how I'm looking. I, to be fair, the past like month, I've not been happy with how I'm looking because. Why? Well, yeah, I'm fat, but basically it's your it's your fault because i lost three pounds overnight because of your show carrying your bags and shit and then (laughs) (laughs) um and so yeah then it took me a little bit of time to like regain that fullness and obviously it sounds ridiculous to anybody that like thinks what it's three pounds you're like peak off season it's nothing but 
if you've been in that position, it's weird. Like you lose three pounds and you feel small and you feel flat and you look fatter yeah. and you're like, fucking hell, like, I look shit all of a sudden. Yeah. And then you, you lose a little bit of that weight. When you're yeah. Fat. You get yeah. back to that weight or above that weight and you're like, oh, I'm actually all right again. Because like, for the past like two weeks, every time I've taken checking photos, I've been like, what the fuck? Like, I look like shit. But then I yeah. took those ones in Premiere and I was like, oh, like, I actually look all right. I'm actually pretty happy with those. Like, they, weren't, they weren't bad. Um, so yeah, relatively happy. Um, toying with the idea of going into like a 14-day split, which obviously we spoke about, which sounds stupid, but it would only be a 14-day split so that I can keep my set rest days across two weeks rather than one week, basically. Um, but I think we'll probably discuss that post-show with you, mm-hmm. see what we can line up together. Because I know, like, obviously we know where your weaknesses are and we're going to program around that. And then likewise, yeah. like my program at the minute, I'm adding a bit more like lat work because I'm trying to bring my back up a bit more. And you can say that you added some pull work onto your um. Onto yeah, your I, had, I had literally just two sets of a single arm lat row onto my push and arm day um, at the minute. But I'm thinking like at the minute, obviously I train pull once a week. I train legs twice a week, and generally the second leg session, I feel pretty fatigued going into every single week. I still make sure it's a good session, I, I, but like no. I always just feel trashed, and it and it is only two full days in between. It's Monday to Thursday, and it goes ridiculously quick. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, there is a push day in between that as well. So I'm thinking about spreading that out a little bit, maybe training legs three times across two weeks rather than four times across two weeks, adding a little bit mm-hmm. more hamstring work into the pull day, um, potentially having the push day, still having the lats in there, so I'm getting even more stuff in. But it's I need to have a proper think and you know program it all out, but also I want to try and align what we can together because at the minute, yeah. obviously, we don't train together at all. No, like, really, no. I, don't, I can't remember the last time we properly did a movement together. Oh, the leg extension, like, yeah, yeah, lower the other day, we did yeah, a bit. but we don't really do we? We don't really get that chance to, no. to train together, which to be fair isn't a problem, like because we still go together and we're still there at the same time, and we're both smart enough to know that like for you for example doing the true squat with me for the sake of doing it with me wouldn't be worth it like oh, mate, it would yeah, batter me yeah and, like yeah. for me doing an rdl with you wouldn't be worth it it wouldn't make sense like so we still have to be realistic and do our own thing but it would be good to try and align some sessions up a little bit better so we'll have a chat about it but yeah that's that's where i'm at feeling good eating a lot of food cookies are in on rest days now oh so, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm Mate, on, those cookies are going to return for me. They're going to return for me. I'm, uh, I'm going to be like within the next month or so, I'll be at like all time body weight. And I'm definitely a lot better than I was. Which, yeah, definitely. Which I should be, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that as anything impressive. Like, it's what, it's over a year or is it coming, coming up to a year since I was that weight? No. Yeah. It's over a year. Hey. No, 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 it's not yet. You started prep, you started your gaining phase uh, 11 months ago. Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, yeah, what I'm saying is the last time I was 207 pounds was February. Yeah. So it is over over a year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like 18 months. Yeah, it's like 18 months. Yeah. That's mental. It's pretty mental. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's like before COVID. Because I remember that the... I think it was like two days before the end of that, like I started prep. It was my best mate from back at home. It was his um, engagement party. 
and I look proper fat in the photos. And I remember that was like a few days before, and I, that was when I was at my heaviest, and that was it. Because that was, was that the McDonald's trip? No, no, that was another time, mate. Oh, <laughs> thought that was it. That was, it's just because you went out that so many times. That was for Kyle's birthday, and Kyle didn't even turn up at the end of the day. Yeah. And I drove. Actually, I trained with AJ that day, and then I drove from Rotherham. I don't know if I told you this. It was a nightmare yeah. this day, mate. All, all in all, it was a nightmare. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. I drove from Rotherham to, or I was driving from Rotherham to Leeds because that's where we were going out. And yeah. I had a flat tire, like full on punctured on the way there. So I, like, I had to pull off on the motorway. And then my, whatever you call it, spanner thing that gets the wheel nuts off the wheel to change it. Because I know how to change my wheel. I was like, oh, sound, I'll just change it. I got a spare. It wasn't, it would, it just kept slipping. It was like it had worn, so it wouldn't. I couldn't get the wheel off. So I was like, trying, I stood at the side of the road, like trying to get people to help me. Turned out, I ended up ringing Matt. So Matt came and helped, and he just had. To, we had to leave the car there because even he brought one, and it was like, nah, it's not working. So we had to go and buy another one the day after. But yeah, it was a nightmare either way. And Kyle didn't even turn up. So long story short, nightmare. And yeah. I pissed myself. <laughs> that was the whole point was people that not didn't understand Finn decided to go to McDonald's and you as a toilet in the middle of the McDonald's. Hey, just randomly. I was in the queue. In, yeah. I was in the queue. I wasn't even that drunk. This is the, the annoying thing. Like I was a little bit drunk, but I wasn't bad, but I had bad sciatica at the time. So I didn't have good, con- too fair. People should feel sorry for me for this. I didn't have good control over my bladder. Yeah, he couldn't, couldn't feel anything from his like lower half down. <laughs> from my hips down, I was basically paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah, and he just no, started. I had bad sciatica, like, oh. so like to be fair, back like back around that time, mate. Literally, any time I needed a wee, it was like I have to go straight away. Like I couldn't yeah. hold it. It was ridiculous how bad it was. But at the time, I was just like, oh yeah, it's annoying. It's crazy the things like you just deal with. Like I was saying this yeah. earlier to a client who so messaged me saying that he went to the chiropractor because he um, had a bit of back pain, and they were saying it might be like early signs of sciatica, but it's not too bad yet. And I said to him, mm. I was like, catch it early because when I had it, like I used to, I couldn't yeah. tie my laces, I couldn't put my socks on. I had to like brace as if going into a true squat to sit down. It was horrendous. Um, and yeah, I couldn't really like, if, if I needed a piss, it was like, it was going to come out. And I was in the queue to get into McDonald's to go to the toilet. And the queue was so long that I couldn't hold it in. So I ended up like pretty much weeing myself in the queue in McDonald's. And then obviously I went into McDonald's, light shone on me and got kicked out. Because I yeah, pissed myself. Fantastic. So that was, was that post-workout? So you trained with AJ. Wait, post didn't have your post-workout meal. You and you thought I'm gonna have, I'm have a few bevs and then I'm gonna go to McDonald's for my post-workout meal. No, nah, I'd already eaten my post-workout meal. <laughs> everything was bang on. Yeah, everything was bang on. But I'm just imagining. Actually, like, just I did eat my. I ate my post You know, when I was sat waiting for my mate to pick me up, I was eating my post-workout yeah. cereal and I was on Facetime to Shannon. I remember. Fair enough. Yeah. Who'd have thought that night was gonna be the night I pissed myself? Who'd have thought? No, no one knew then. Yeah. Episode twenty-three. Finn pisses himself in McDonald's. <laughs> the story <laughs> that's what it's gonna be yeah fair enough right well, uh, we'll get into some questions there was one more thing i wanted to touch upon um but to be fair it was you know it was actually when you speaking about like training and the off-season plan and stuff and uh i think it's one of those and like for example we'll probably go through an episode of which but like yeah we'll try and align some sessions because i, I look back at them and i'm like mate we haven't literally trained together for a long time like like lockdown we were pretty much doing the same sort of sessions continually there was one session that was a bit different because you were training legs twice and i was only doing legs once but it was a it was a bit of a shame it's a bit of a shame because training's been like 
yeah, we get there at the same time, but we, we literally don't train. So yeah. yeah, we'll um yeah, we'll get we'll get something aligned. And like I said, if it's gonna be I'm thinking of just so people know, I'm thinking of potentially going to five times per week with like an arms and delts day or like a, an accessory day, which is basically gonna be weak points. So it'll be like abs because my abs are shit calves because i'm tall so my calves look shit when i'm stood up but my calves aren't that bad but they need work um that was such an excuse for saying my calves are shit my calves are shit um and then arms and delts like the thing is my arms and delts From are good rear delts you don't yeah. side delts don't need to touch them anymore yeah yeah my side delts are fine it's just a little bit of my anterior and then likewise posterior posterior deltoid mate that's what i need and like so yeah rear, front and rear bit of arms because we kind of have come to the realization that they're good when i'm fat but to get in stage condition i need more muscle there which is pretty simple which is pretty easy like that's one of those where you're like right we just need to grow <laughs> like it's, it's it's one of those it's quite easy but yeah uh we'll get into some questions we'll getting some questions um do you want to start off mate or do you want me to start you can go if you've got them ready yeah light is back so um Perrin, big Perrin, um, have you and Finn made a plan for the off season? Uh, well, we kind of touched upon it. Like I said, we'll do a we'll do a podcast um, going through like a breakdown for what the off season is going to be. I feel these questions are a bit unfair, Perrin, because Finn is in an off season already. So this unfair. is just for me. such an unfair, yeah, unfair question. Like, yeah, like Finn, this this question is just just towards me because Finn's already going to be getting fat. So the plan will literally be, uh, and this actually he asked the second question. Uh, cheeky, cheeky boy. Uh, will you be taking a week off to re cooperate? And if I'm honest, it's going to be, I think this is going to be just one that I'll see how I feel. I think you meant recuperate, I, I, mate. Oh, re cooperate. Yeah, sorry. Being an idiot. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm being, I'm being uh, an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's me just being an absolute melon. Right. Yeah. Recuperate. Re cooperate. Re what am I on about? Anyway. Um, yeah. It will depend. After every show I've done so far, I've trained the next day because I wake up and I'm like, I'm not actually that battered, but I know intent. I need to have some time off. I haven't deloaded, even though I've devolume, like my sessions have been devolume wise. I'm still going to be carrying a decent amount of systemic fatigue, but more so like diet induced fatigue and then psychological fatigue just of the process. So I think it will literally just be a sense of assessing how I feel. I know mentally I will struggle to have some downtime because I'll be like, you could be making improvements. You could be getting back in the gym. You could be growing. But in reality, again, I'm not going to be growing a week, a couple of days after the show. So it will be where my last training sessions on Wednesday, uh, the shows on Saturday, I'm going to have Sunday off regardless and most likely Monday off. And that will therefore put me at five days worth of full rest. And then we'll probably see, I want to be from a psychological standpoint, literally raring to go. I want it where the day before I'm literally like, right, this is my meal timing, even though I'm already or always like that. But I want to be like, these, this is my pre-workout meal. I'm going to have my pre-workout meal. I'm getting in the car at this time. I'm going to get into the gym at this time. This is my session. I want everything to be like, yeah, let's go. I don't want to have any kind of back and forth where I'm a bit like, mm, I like I want to be fresh mentally. So yeah, there will be some time off. It might be a day it, like after the show because I would have had four days off. It might be three days. It might be four days. I know what I'm like. I'll wake up Sunday and I'll be like, I want to fucking train. Like I'll literally be like, I feel all right. I've had three days off. My thought process after the the last show was like, 
oh, well, I've had three days off. Why do I need a fourth? Like, I don't need another day off. I need to, I need to get back in the gym. And it was a really good session. And like my sessions have been not too systemically challenging. I could easily go in the next day and do a devolume session, but it's more so that psychological kind of factor that I'm, I'm almost, it will be good to take a step back. That's for sure. So yeah. What do you reckon, mate? Do you, do you kind of agree with the thought process there? I've just seeing how I am on the yeah. day. I think just kind of giving like, it a little, bit, a little bit longer than probably what's expected as hard as that's going to be. Yeah. Mm. But I think on paper, like everyone will be like, Oh, you should take some time off and it does make sense. But then you also got to look at it as like, well, how do you feel like, mm. and you, you're always going to be like, Oh, well, I feel fine. I want to train. Mm. But I'd almost say like, well, it's not going to be massively detrimental if you ease back into training. Like, yeah. If you take, I'd almost say, if you if you were to take, let's say, the full next week off and try and increase body weight, you'll you, like psychologically you'll be a mess because you'll be like, I'm not training, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. four kilos yeah, yeah, up, yeah. I don't like how I look. You'll be a state. So it's it's individual dependent. That, yeah, I would never be like, I'm not going to have that week off. Like there's like, I, it's not going to be where I compete Saturday and I'm not in the gym till the following week. Like I'm literally in my head. I'm like, right, if I can stay out the gym till like Tuesday, Wednesday that's fantastic yeah. <laughs> like that'll be good you know and like in that time frame i've got like no, i'm not going to say i've got food booked or food planned but i know what my plan of action for food's going to be like saturday night sunday monday and then it'll be like right tuesday it'll be almost like not like go time but it'll be like right like this is going to be my plan and it'll be from there so yeah i'll just see how things are like uh, it's one of those where if i'm raring to go i'll train but it's also trying to be mature about the situation and at the end of the day i'm i'm mature enough to know and i've trained for long enough to know how i feel so as much as i'd love to train i know i'll wake up sunday and i'll be itching to train i'll be like right well just chill out like don't don't be thinking too much of training just focus on actually enjoying some downtime it'll be i say that i'll be fucking flat out because i have my saturday check-ins and then my rest day on sunday check-ins anyway so i'll be like right i've got to catch up on work for the next few days and then it'll probably be where i'm like right chill out have a day or so and then i can get back into it and go from there but it'll be interesting and like like when it comes to the plan like i i'm I, the one thing i'm going to try and have to not do is what you did which was just like i know obviously we went into the lockdown so we were doing like you were doing dumbbell presses yeah. like my exercise selection like I have uh, Tom Taylor uh, doing a, like he did like a five minute in like, um, it was like a double mechanical drop uh, of like a cuffed fly, like a cuffed clav fly into a cuffed costal into a D handle press. And it was five minutes and he sent me it and I watched it. And I even said to him on his feedback, mate, I wish I could do something like this because it just looked brutal. And like, I know from a psychological standpoint that I'll be like, yeah, food's up, body weight's up. I'm gonna be in such a good position to train. And like, I'll add just one set, two sets, and I'll be fucking ruined. Or I'll add a new exercise in, or I'll add like an intensifier. Like I, I haven't done a drop set or a rest pause or a cluster set in however long. And it will be a bit of a shame, but it will be where I'll just titrate up volume, sprinkle in, drip feed it in, see how things go. Um, and just kind of seeing what I can get away with. But right now, like it's one of those where like, if I was to just kind of bump my food up and start training again at what I would want to, it's a bit of a shame because I just wouldn't be able to handle it. So you just got to be smart with it. Like yeah. you will feel, you will feel good. But yeah. if obviously if you, like, there's been times anyway, like during the prep where you've been like, oh, I'm going to do this. And like, I've been like, you don't need to. 
Like, so it'll probably just be like that, where if you're like, oh, I think I'll do this. And if it sounds like something that you shouldn't do, I'll just be like, you probably don't need to. But it's because how it, like, I felt the exact same. Like, as soon as you start eating more, you feel like you're almost indestructible because you felt so shit. And then you're like, oh my God, I can do loads. I can do every movement being free weight now. Obviously, like you say, with me, it was different because of the lockdown. But still, yeah. like, it absolutely battered me. Yeah. Like, even to the point where now, like, I still have some issues from that, like, in terms <laughs> of, like, my stability on pressing and stuff. Um, Perrin asked me a question. Well, he didn't. He put, I asked Reese a question, but didn't want to leave you out. Much love. So, appreciate that, mate. But I'd almost think you could have asked, you could have asked me one still. You could have thought of something. A made one. Bit yeah. rude, isn't it? And both um, questions to me. They weren't to the podcast. They were to me. Yeah. So, like, you know. That's giving your own time, Perrin. It's not even to do yeah. with the podcast. Yeah. Well, only questions should be about the podcast itself. Yeah. Um, Harv Simmons, too, has asked, improving an underdeveloped chest, new split, exercise, collect, exercise selection, execution, all question marks after those words. So he's asking yeah. Oh, well, to be fair, I could say my chest probably needs a bit of work as well. So if if, if anyone can help me, this would be great because I don't think like you know my chest, I need no. what it is. What is it? Yeah, don't, you're, you're half range pressing, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, I, I need to sort that out. No. So firstly, um, I think the usual answer to this would be to assess your execution. Uh, that's the number one. You don't need to be looking at exercises really you just need to pick an exercise that suit you that you can take through the greatest amount of range of motion possible um, and then be able to progress them on a week-to-week or session-to-session basis uh, and if your execution is on the money therefore you'll usually find that that muscle group will grow like the problem is, is a lot of people will say my biceps aren't growing but then they're doing a bicep curl you look at it from the side they're looking at it from a mirror like on like straight on you look at it from the side and they're literally just flexing their front delt and just bringing their elbow up and it's not really actually their bicep going through like a full contractile range or if it is there's assistance coming through other auxiliary uh, muscle groups so i would usually assess execution it's the number one thing so video your sets if you've got a coach spot on if not video you set for yourself have a look through um that's the number one then you can go into the intricacies of potential uh, let's say frequency volume uh, how you're putting across that, that that volume across a weekly setting so kind of frequency as well and then likewise you can then look at sprinkling intensifiers then you could or before that you could look at like i said exercise selection mm-hmm. there's so many variables that you could have a look at but i would definitely assess execution as a forefront and then you can go into the, the intricacies so Finn, if you want to take that up i think i've given like a good brief answer there yeah he he put new split as well yeah so i wouldn't necessarily say you need a new split like unless you're not training chest on your current split then yeah but i probably wouldn't say you need a new split my chest isn't growing i've never trained i'm training training chest at zero time per week frequency it's not growing any 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 idea like nah sorry bro i'm assuming he's probably doing let's imagine he does like a pull push legs i'd argue that's the most common split um potentially if you are doing that split then maybe make if, if you feel like your chest is massively lagging then make your push sessions chest dominant sessions and maybe sprinkle in like some extra delt work on another day you could even put like side delts and rear delts on legs or you could have rear delts on pull um so it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be massively sort of different to probably what you're already doing but like Reese said you know you need to focus on execution the main reason that people won't or will struggle to grow a body part is because their form is is shit 
like that is literally the the grand scheme of it or they just don't train anywhere near hard enough like whenever when we get clients like straight away the first the first focus is execution and we like we'll say we've I've never ever had a client whose form is perfect on everything and then the second focus is well how close are you actually taking that to true failure and then again you know I've never had anyone who signs up and everything is bang on straight away so mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee that your execution can improve on your pressing and on your other chest movements any flies that you've got in um, and likewise, you can probably take it closer to, to true failure. But exercise selection is quite an interesting one because obviously we don't know what you're doing. So we can't say that you need to change your exercise selection. But I would argue that, you know, if you're doing, let's say, flat bench, incline bench, decline bench, and that's it, then yes, you probably could make better, but like there's better options for, for chest. But again, you know, you might not have access to good equipment. Like there's so many variables that are at play. So yeah, I hope that's a decent enough answer for you half simmons too yeah and hopefully your chest grows because it definitely needs che- you need you need more chest bro so yeah let, we let's don't have a look at his uh, let's have a look at his instagram yeah um, we need we need questions to come yeah send with, photos with those kind of questions yeah like send photos through and then we can like get them up and we can be like yeah bro you need more chest or the most common answer is you don't need more chest you just need more muscle yeah, that's true. Actually, is, like, literally, a lot of a lot of our clients will say, "Mate, I need more arms. I need more delts." It's like, well, no, you just it's need more. It's often everything. the desirable body parts yeah. as well. Yeah. I've never really yeah. had someone be like, "Oh, I need more quad." They're like, "It's always arms, delts, chest." Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Like, but like you said, like now you just need to grow everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I need more brevis. That's what I need, mate. My brevis is looking a little bit poor. Mangus, mangus, yeah. longus. Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so right um so um we have biggest limitating factor stopping competitive amateurs turning pro limitating uh, lim- limiting sorry oh, I'm just in. <laughs> sorry sorry guys 25 weeks into a prep i can't read <laughs> limiting limiting god limiting <laughs> biggest levitating factors uh, limiting um there's plenty uh, my what, first was what was the question? Sorry. Oh, don't, don't make me repeat it. Uh, biggest limiting, God, I almost said it again, <laughs> factor stopping competitive amateurs turning pro. So okay. the people who are close to like a pro level and they're not turning pro. Now, I don't know if this is intrinsic or extrinsic. So I don't know if this is lack of adherence, like that's what they're after, uh, genetics, uh, let's say training intensity, um, like the, or if it's going to be more so like external factors. So for example, how hard are you going to push the pharma- pharmacological side of things? You know, like there will be a certain individuals who don't want to take certain compounds that could potentially push them to a realm that they might have someone who's reckless and they don't care. And they're on grams worth of stuff who don't train as well. And they're taking that. And therefore they've got an unfair advantage, which is the realm of let's say enhanced bodybuilding. If that's why I almost prefer the natural side of things when you're looking at things, because it's more so too late. You need to, yeah yeah but it's just the basics you know it's can't like, be a not, fan of natural bodybuilding now mate i prefer it mate honestly gone too far <laughs> yeah, gone too far but yeah it's, it's, it's a challenge like it's, it's i'm not 100 percent sure on what the guy the, what you've the also exact- got what we were saying earlier with experience getting your name about you know yeah. you could look at people who are potentially more well known on social media who might you know if you've got a bigger following have you got a greater chance of getting a pro card potentially yeah. you know it's those kind of things like you know if you if you want to call it politics or the the political side of it 
it it does play a slight role. Um, even if you even if you weren't like even even without that bias, like let's say for example, Brandon Harding, let's say because he's got a massive following. Like I can almost guarantee when he's competing, the judges they will know. the judges will they look at him first because they know who he is. Like even if he doesn't look the best, and that's not to say that they'll give him like he'll win or anything, but you'll probably look at him first because. I'm assuming that most of them might know who he is. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, oh, right, yeah, that's him. Before, yeah. Like, you're probably going to do that. Like, they might not, don't get me wrong, but that is what I would it's say because that's what the human yeah. does. That's what most people do. You look at the person that you know or you're familiar with first. Yeah. And that will then have a slight bias whether you mean to or not, yeah. I would say. No. I'm going to have to go for a yeah. wee, mate, so feel free to carry on with that question or do another. don't want to piss myself okay. again. Yes. <laughs> Again, yeah, sound. Uh, so yeah, I will leave that there. Um, uh, like I said, I think there's plenty of factors. You could go external or like um, you go kind of internal, so like intrinsic factors. Um, but um, yeah, I definitely think there's there's plenty of avenues that you could go with this. But yeah, that's that's what we'll go with. That's what we'll go with. I feel like that could probably be like a little podcast on its own. It'd be a good debate. Um, so uh, we have been asked uh, effective deload strategy by... I think it's Ben Kelsey Fitness. That's a B Kelsey Fitness. Um, and I'm going to say fucking rest, bro. That's probably going to be a good deload strategy. Just resting. I think that might help. Um, See, so basically deload, you've got D volume or actual deload. Uh, I kind of went into this before um, in one of the podcasts. But uh, basically it's to mitigate or bring down fatigue. That's pretty simple. So what you want to do in a deload is you want to uh, pull back. Uh, so therefore you can bring down fatigue from a psychological or a physical perspective. Uh, the signs of are little niggles that you're picking up. Uh, you're in the gym mentally. You just not feeling that good. You don't really want to be training. Uh, performance could be down. Appetite could be a slight bit off. You could have pushed for eight, 12, 16 weeks without pulling back. Um, and therefore you're going to have to, if you train with good intensity, if you train with uh, good intent, you're going to have to pull back eventually. So yeah, deload thing. I got asked effective deload strategy and my, my answer was just fucking rest, bro. That's a good deload. <laughs> like, it's probably the most to, uh, Finn Kelly underscore coaches Instagram. You did a great infographic post on that. Fair enough. And that's, that's that. Uh, your question, mate. Um, Will Bertolini. Will Bertolini. Fantastic listener of the podcast. Client Fantastic. Will, yeah. Fantastic listener. Well, to He's doing really well. Um, have you ever considered or plan on opening your own gym in the future? We've definitely spoken about We've it. We've toyed with it, haven't we? But it's one of them, yeah. like... Financially, we're not anywhere near a position where we could open a gym that we'd want to open. Like, yeah. it would if if we were to try and open a gym now, it would be very subpar. Like, it'd be okay. It wouldn't yeah. be worthwhile for for what we want. And I also think financially, like, it's not a good investment. Like, you speak to anybody who's opened a gym or owns a gym, like, they'll tell you it's not a good investment. But I think from a lifestyle perspective it would be yeah like yeah it, I, it's not a business financially it wouldn't yeah. but lifestyle and like our day-to-day -day lives would be pretty cool where we go and open the gym up like we can train in our own gym we can have like just that community um, yeah. of it and our own place like it would be cool but yeah yeah i think it's not a good decision financially 
Yeah, it's one of those. I think potentially it could be an option later down the line. It'd be one of those where you could have something, you could have it spinning on the side. But I think as a first business venture, especially when we're in positions where we're both young, it would be something to sign up towards. It would be a little bit naive, shall we say? Like it, it wouldn't be, maybe not naive. It would be one where the, the only way that I think it could be really, really productive is if you both were like, right, instead of getting a house or we're going to just throw as much money as possible onto it so we can get ourselves absolutely every single bit of kit possible or you go into a partnership or where you'd have to accept yeah. that that money is probably not going to come back like yes, it's exactly. not it's yeah, not exactly. a good investment it'd be no, a case exactly. of building something that would be cool to have yeah. and if you could sustain it it'd be mint but it's not going to be it's not going to build no, you an income uh, like, no. we'd, yeah, have to yeah, be, we'd still yeah, have to coach we'd still have to do our normal yeah. job yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, it's one of those where we've definitely spoken about it. I think could be in the pipeline when we're when we're older. Uh, I think it would be good to have as a as a long term goal. But as of the moment, I think there are probably better ventures, or there there are better ventures. And likewise, time availability. It's not one that we'd be like we're going to have a gym by this time. But it's definitely something that I've looked at. Definitely something that Finn's looked at. And never say never. I think uh, once you're in, you're in, Jim. Uh, no, we've already said no exits, only entrances, because once you're in, you're in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the selling part. Actually just kidnap people. That's all it is. Yeah, oh, exactly. But congrats, you'll, you'll, you'll have access to some good kit because we'll be really, really fucking picky with what we have in the gym. Yeah. Like, we will definitely not have any bits of kit that we're like, nope, not a fan of that. Like, um, Watson contact us. No, none. <laughs> I don't know. Some the true squat is very good. Yeah, some of the Watson bits are okay, but a majority. You know, I was speaking. You know, Chloe, the sign up from Warehouse. She asked me yesterday, like, was there any bits of kit you know that Warehouse needs? And I said to her, like, you said a fucking massive. No, I no, I said that there could be a pin loaded row that would be good. But I said I was like, the problem is what uh, your Warehouse has every bit of kit that you would want. But the problem is, is the, the, the make of the kit is pretty wank. Yeah. So like, it's not where you could look at Warehouse and say, they haven't got this. Because I was trying to run through my mind, like, what could they get? But the problem is, is you're just getting better alternatives. So yeah. like, that's, the, that's what the issue is. Like, it's not, it's not a bad gym, but imagine if they were like, they could literally be like the Ultraflex of the yeah. Midlands. They'd get loads of people there. Yeah. And it'd be like, and that's what I said when it came to our gym, it would be like, it would have to be hand-selected bits of kit. So you'd want like, for example, for a leg extension, you'd want like a prime leg extension. And then you'd also potentially want maybe like a, a different pin-loaded leg extension. So you would want like either the Cybex or the Live Fitness. It would be the same. It would pretty much be Ultraflex Rotherham. That's what it would be with like maybe a few of the bits of kit that we'd be like, yeah, we'll get that, get that. But yeah, in reality, um, something that we could look at in the future. But as of the moment, no, not yet. So yeah. Um, Comrade be fit. Uh, biggest takeaways from the show so far. Um, need more muscle across my chest, delts, and arms. Experience is pretty much everything. Uh, and I'm I'm decent, but I'm 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 still a bit away from where I need to be to be a pro. So therefore, more work is needed, baby. That's what it's about. Niall asked something similar. He said, "Biggest lessons slash experiences from both of your first preps." You can go. What do you reckon? Mine's so long ago, mate. I think I've spoke about this before. Like, I think 
you'll you won't you'll won't realize how much muscle you actually have until you diet down and then you'll realize you need more every time like even when you get bigger like you'll still be like ah i thought i had more muscle still so that's that's one lesson is to always realize like you know you're not when in a in a peak gaining phase you know the get the weight that you've put on isn't all muscle obviously um i guess one thing sort of that, that we've learned with you is that like you say you know time experience getting your name about those things are going to help um also just the more times that you compete the better that you're going to get you know not only through time and experience but also through trial and error with different protocols and you know how you load food etc um but yeah i would say you know the, the main main thing is give yourself enough time or the main things give yourself enough time be well well prepared and keep stress levels as low as possible and like routine is absolutely key routine and time management like they're the main things that i would say but i would say that in most like even in off season setting but more so in a prep like i was saying this to sunny the other day you know like what you were saying earlier like telling yourself to enjoy it i was saying that to sunny i was like enjoy it because you'll miss this feeling of, of almost like suffering a little bit you'll miss it you'll miss preparing for shows but he was like saying basically he, he had a bit of a breakdown but he's all right yeah. but i said to him i was like normal like it's yeah, not exactly. easy like, yeah, exactly. i said to him i was like you're going to be hypersensitive like yeah. you're you're going to feel like that but i was like in order to to manage that you need to have such a regimented routine where you don't even get chance to overthink it you know what i mean like i remember my routine when i was in prep and it was to the point where like i didn't even have time to sit and think about how i felt like because yeah. obviously i was pt at the time as well so i was like really really busy i didn't have any chance to to sort of assess how i was feeling or i didn't i, didn't, I don't think i ever changed my training time once like everything was so regimented that it was like this is just what i'm doing and i'm just getting leaner and yeah i'm feeling a bit shit the only issue was when I was getting like little niggles and things like that that were annoying. Like I got frustrated when I couldn't progress or maintain a movement because I felt that was like, because things were hurting. Like that was the only time that I ever got pissed off. But yeah, like routine, giving yourself enough time, keeping stress levels low, like all the, the basic kind of things that are important in an off season anyway. Yeah, I think as well, you could definitely argue that make sure you're ready mentally and that everything's already in place before. I think a lot of people go into preps and they'll probably be like, oh, I'll get everything established when, once I'm in a prep. And yeah. like, I, I don't want to kind of stress over like, I'm such a mentally resilient person, but I'm a bit of a freak. I'm very robotic. And there were parts the last four weeks of my tour of the first show where I wasn't breaking down weeks. The thought of even thinking about three days from that point was horrible. It was, I was breaking down days where I was literally like, right, wake up, get out of bed. You then are going to make your first meal. You're not going to have it till midday because I was pushing my food back on my rest days. And I was like, right, now you've got an hour on the exercise bike. I then was like, right, just go for your walk. Then you can have a monster. You can have a bit of caffeine. That'll give you a boost. You then go through your check-ins, which I, you, I always get through my check-ins and I enjoy them. Like it would, would never going to be a bad thing. And then I'm like, right, then you can go for your steps. You can get this amount of steps. And I would literally break down every day by to the minute just to get myself through a day. And that's, and me being me, that's bonkers. If you, if you were to show me this at the start, because I'd be like, oh, I'll be sound. I'll be sound. And I, I, I was struggling. So I think a lot of people probably go into it and they, they don't think like it's, it's not as hard as some people make out, but then it's not as easy as others. Like it's almost where it is a grind. It's not going to be easy. 
But at the same time, like if you've got everything in place, you're almost setting yourself up to, to only do well. And like for Sonny, like that's what I would say. Like if he's had a bit of a wobble, fair enough, embrace it. And then embrace the fact that you're in a position that you, you're the one who's putting yourself in the spot. But congrats, you've got seven days, eight days worth of, of going. And then you'll, you'll look back at this with nothing but fond memories. And you'll be like, yeah, I did that. And you'll be proud of the work that you put in, but you need to get to that point first. And at the end of the day, if you can just break it down, you're not going to feel, you're not going to remember how bad you feel. You'll only remember the good part. So yeah, embrace it. Well, like another thing, just before we go on to the next one, like you were saying, like you need to be prepared. And I think even like uh, making sure that you've got relatively lean at some point in the past is a good idea because most people haven't they've probably never really dieted and they're like, Oh, well I look pretty good. I've got a good amount of muscle. So I'm going to do a contest prep. And then they realize they're still probably 20 pounds off where they need to be and they can't hack it. And they're literally fucked and they're like, I can't, I can't manage it. And they haven't built up that resilience because they've not done it enough. They don't know how normal it is to feel like they're feeling because they've never done it before. So dieting, you know, in, prior to the prep, maybe doing like a pre-prep diet or having dieted in the past will, will help as well. But yeah, there's, lo- there's loads of things really like, you know, but in terms of like lessons that we've learned, I just, I'd say they're the main ones. Yeah. Right. Last few makes, I'm going to have to bounce in a sec. Um, let's have a look. Uh, if bodybuilding was just a hobby and to be fair, Perry, I'd argue bodybuilding is a hobby. Like it, 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 I know it's a business, but like, I, I think bodybuilding is a hobby. I'm not a bodybuilder. Come on, mate. Like, you said you got to get through them. Sorry. It was just a hobby. How much would you train, set up, nutrition, cardio? I'd do exactly the same yeah, as I'm doing. Now, it wouldn't change. Yeah, I, 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 I did it. I did the same when I was 18 and I dieted for holidays stupidly. It is I'd a hobby, isn't it? It's yeah. how extreme you take your given hobby. A lot of people take football incredibly seriously, but they just play Sunday league. You know, or yeah. it, it, everything that we do really is a hobby, like unless it is your job. So for most people, you know, think what how much time and effort people put into gaming or collecting stuff like you know watching netflix yeah you know like <laughs> yeah. you can you can put in as much or as little i personally everything i do any hobby i would have always always like for example i remember um tdm uh, so team deathmatch on black ops one i got i was at one point score per minute third in the world and I remember like I took a photo on like my mum's Samsung phone because it was where I was proud of that because I absolutely no life that game. And it was where anything I've done as a hobby, I've always been like, right, I'm going to do this to, best, to the best of my ability. Finn would be the same. I was the same with football. I'd be practicing my free kicks, trying to copy Ronaldo against Portsmouth when he scored that. I went to the park, tried it for like probably three hours, like on my own, running to get the ball afterwards. I've probably brought down like 10, 10 footballs just so I didn't have to go and run and get one every single time. So it's like, whatever I've done, I've always been quite excessive with it. So yeah, training's been the exact same. If I was to, if bodybuilding shows were all cancelled, and bodybuilding wasn't a thing and I didn't have a business I'd still train the same I'd still eat the same because I'd be almost thinking why am I going to the gym like I find it almost and this sounds quite maybe a bad thought process but I find it almost strange when I like I see clients or when I see people and they're like I'm like you're putting in so much time you're you're, you're paying a coach whatever it's going to be but then like you're having a different pre-workout meal because I'd be like if I'm not progressing in a session I'm wasting my time what I I get is you know when people are like, I uh, just go to the gym so I can be pretty healthy, 
I'm happy with how I look. I eat what I want, but I go and train. I get that. I, I envy that at times. Yeah. I envy that balance because I don't have that. And but I like when you say that, that mindset is absolutely fine, but you don't need a coach for that mindset. So when people do sign up and then they're not adhering and they're like you say, they're eating whatever they want session like day by day before sessions, et cetera. And they're wondering why they're not making progress, but then they're sort of, they almost backtrack and almost like have that safety net of like, Oh, well, I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder. It's like, well, that's yeah. fine. But when you signed up, you told me that you want to build more muscle and you, you're not happy with how you're looking or how you're feeling. You want to progress. Yeah. So you need to put the time and effort in. Obviously it doesn't have to be as regimented as if you're doing a contest prep hundred percent, but also you can't have that mentality of, Oh, well I just go to the gym so I can eat and eat, eat what I want and look the same. It's like, well, what's the point in having a coach then when you said that you wanted to progress? So I think that's, that mindset's fine, but in the right context. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Mackenzie asked, uh, hope you're both doing well. How often do you prioritize massages slash chiropractic work? So simple, quick and easy. We both go every other week. Yeah, every other Tuesday, unless this week, because Aaron couldn't get me in on Tuesday, so yeah. I went on Wednesday. Not so every other week. Aaron, he's had the love, he's got the best job ever for me because he literally I just go in. He, I chat to him about my shows and chat to him about FIFA because FIFA's come out, and he doesn't even have to do anything like that rigorous because he will just ruin me. So he literally just kind of give just moves his hands around on my back and I go, oh, "Cheers." He just tickles my back pretty much. He just moves, he moves his hands around and that's it. So, yeah, every other week, uh, that's the, the plan of action. Uh, and Finn's getting some, some work done. Like on the, Finn's had a few issues. Aaron was bad at the minute, mate. Last two yeah. times I've been, I've pretty much said to him, I'm all right. Like, literally, just, I'll just have like soft tissue on my back. Yeah, no, it's Could definitely it's definitely beneficial because if you've got major issues, it helps a lot. Remember and how even if you have, battered we were? Things, yeah after the lockdown like we Mate, both we were how many injuries we both had like it was ridiculous like there was like a massive in. list when we went like yeah. Oh. yeah like ridiculous how bad we were i'm in a better spot physically now that yeah. like from an injury standpoint than i was when i was at my heaviest and yes loading is a lot less now uh, likewise like training is nowhere near as intense like as it was which is a shame but it's almost where like it's interesting because you would imagine recovery capabilities from like a joint perspective, from an injury prevention perspective, you'd favor 112 kilos in comparison to 92, you know, but it's not, Aaron's definitely played a factor. So yeah, AB sports therapy. That's the, that's the one. Um, right. Uh, Tyler, James Johnson, Tyler, Taylor. Tyler, James Johnson, Taylor, who would have won between Taylor and Reese if they were to compete in the overall dot, dot, dot. Well, it would depend. If you put on the same shorts as me, I'd fucking do you. If I put on the same trunks as you, you'd do me. So that's the answer. Like, Yeah, it's a... Uh, if you were to say... It's hard because like, if you were to do a full overall for just the men's, like, that'd be quite mm. cool. But like you say, you, it would be difficult to judge it. But I feel mm. like you could be... I feel like you could go into bodybuilding easier than Taylor could go into physique. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. But that's not to say that you'd beat him or he'd beat you, but I feel like he is very, very bodybuilding. Whereas you do physique. Yeah, I, you yeah. could 
go into bodybuilding pretty easily. Yeah. He he could yeah. he could go into physique, but he's not got a fantastic frame for physique. Like yeah. whereas I see, for bodybuilding yeah. sound like he, he looked really good. I got when I was backstage I was absolutely in as well. Yeah, when I, I was backstage before they went on the overall and they were doing the tanning and I was the only guy there like who wasn't like everyone was stood there and I was just talking to like him and a few others and like they, they came up to tan me and I just pulled my shorts up and I was like can has anybody got a spare pair of like um posing trunks I'll go on the stage like just as a joke and then the tanning girl looked at my quads and she goes they're not big enough and I was like oh cheers and you cried <laughs> yeah I was like cheers I know like they're, they're but no, I, I, I think it's one of those. I feel like I could probably sneak into his class, and it, but I don't think it would work as well the other way around. But I think that's, that's, mo- mo- that's just shape and that's how genetics are. But yeah, it would, be, it would be an interesting battle. Like I said, if I put on the same as him, he does me. If he puts on the same as me, I'd do him. So I think it would, it would be a draw, but that's that. Like I said, we'll um, we'll meet in the we'll we'll have to we'll have to submerge and we'll do like a show each or whatever in the in the same class as each other and we'll see. And it'll probably be the, the outcome that I said. No, he's not. Well, yeah. So technically, mate, I've done you because I've got to the finals. You haven't. You decided not to. So yeah, I've done you. But no, <laughs> just didn't fancy it. To be fair, to be fair, like I can completely understand. Like it's one of those where I think a lot of people were kind of like set themselves up for a show and it's like if the finals weren't in mind and you've got greater goals and I know with Taylor like he was literally thinking long term it's clever to it's the same as how I was at the start of this when you were like oh would you be going into it with the thought of the overall I'd be like oh yeah of course I'm going into it with the thought of the overall but I need to make improvements so I know what I need to improve upon so it's like stalling the inevitable of making those improvements so yeah, uh, that's me, Donate. Um, I've got one. Do you think you can become over reliant on knee and elbow sleeves potentially? But I think you should only really use them if you have issues and then use them if you need them, really. So, yeah, I think you could potentially become over reliant. But then I'd argue, what's over reliant? Like things like this, like preventative measures. If you, wear, be a bad them, thing. If you wear them for every single movement, just for the sake of Oh, mate, of mate, there used to be a guy. There used to be a guy called Ben. I, I'm saying his first name. Yeah. He used to come into the gym. This was back in my, my first gym. Um, and he was he was an absolute weapon, absolute weapon. I only saying this because I didn't get on with him. He didn't like me. I didn't like him. And he'd come into the gym and he'd have his belt on, belt on already. So his belt was on over his jumper. He had his um, he had his like gym bag on his backpack. Like, he'd have his like, backpack on. He'd have his wrist straps on, even if he was training pull. And then he'd when he was training pull, he'd put his no sorry his wrist wraps on, and then he'd have his wrist straps on top when he was training pull. So he'd come into the gym for pull with his wrist strap wraps on and then he put his wrist straps on top of them with his belt already on and his backpack on and he, he didn't ever come in with his lifting shoes on but he'd put them on and I'm not joking you when he used to train legs or if he did like his, his deadlift session he'd like he'd have his shoes on it absolute class I used to look at him and I'd, I'd like I'd, I'd just piss myself it was the, me at 16 I was the worst. Did not, have, did not have elbow sleeves and knee sleeves. I don't think he had elbow sleeves or knee sleeves, but he'd already come in prepared. Well, and that is wrong, mate. Yeah, yeah, true. He could, and he. To be fair, mate, like after seven thirty p.m., blue light blockers were on in the gym as well. Really? You know, sounds no, like he, he had everything know. right. To be fair, obviously, just yeah. was he not? Was he not very big? No, he wasn't, which was a shame. He wasn't taking creatine. <laughs> maybe he was, maybe he was, and he just didn't have like omega threes in or something like that. That was why. He yeah, was. or maybe maybe it's because he wasn't taking five grams. He was only taking like two and a half and three grams is the minimum effective dose. 
So, yeah, same. Another fallen top three contributes of a good coach. Oh, passion. Uh, uh, That's my first one. I'm trying to find the words. What's a good way to describe, like, just like structure, getting that, like, just general adherence to the client, getting your check ins on time back to you, like, not, you know, like prioritization. Yeah, professionalism. So passion, professionalism, and another P, playfulness. <laughs> I was going to say potential. Like they see potential in you or something. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think, yeah. I think being passionate about what you do and actually enjoying the job and actually caring about people is like the main one because yeah. that's how you're going to get your clients to actually adhere. Like, you know, obviously – we have a lot of clients who just need a second eye and need a bit of accountability, but they already sort of have that level of motivation themselves, which is great, but they still want that. You still need to care about them. Like, I think that's the main thing you need to actually care about them as individuals. Um, like you said, professionalism, making sure that you're setting an example within your own training, within your own coaching, within your sort of, like you say, within your response times, et cetera. Um, and then, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're, kind of, they're very overwhelming, yeah, those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads of other that, little ones, like, you know. You could say knowledge. You could say knowledge. Like, knowledge is definitely going to be a factor. But yeah. at the same time, you can know it all. And if you don't have the first two, what does it matter? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I'm a far better coach than I was when I started. But the one thing that stayed consistent was my professionalism and, like, my overall, like, passion for coaching. But like, if you were to ask me honestly, do I coach com- like different from a, like a, a knowledge perspective now? Yes, entirely. It's completely different. Like, I used to be very naive in coaching. Likewise, and having a level of respect towards yourself and understanding what you provide and having that level of like, like I said, respect for yourself is is massive. Yeah. So, saying no is one thing you learn a lot when you start off. You want to say yes to everything. You want to try and make out you can do the impossible. When in reality, that is just a level of naivety, and it's where I'm quite transparent. I don't say to people like I'm going to guarantee you results. I'm very upfront and. I've said no in the sense of where I can tell somebody's not going to work with me that well. And I will highlight that. And I'll say, this is something that I think we could talk about, but in reality, this might be a bit of a stumbling block because I'm not going to be able to promise you what you need to get to in 12 weeks, because I'm probably not going to be the coach for you. And like little things like that, where maybe at the start, like let's say when me and Finn first started coaching, you take someone on, you end up then maybe having a not a bad experience, but it might not work with good synergy. And that's because you started out from an, like you didn't set the expectations and the guidelines and the boundaries up properly. So yeah, it's one of those where I think you, you, you learn as you go from like a, how to deal with individuals. And then likewise, when it comes to actual knowledge in the field itself, you're only going to get better the more experience you have. So like me and Finn have always, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Honesty is probably one of the massive important, like most important ones. Yeah. I don't, I think if we were to say three, passion, professionalism, honesty, and then Mm. I'd say knowledge and experience. are. I guess they're, if if there was five, then (laughs) those two, then if Mm. there was 10, (laughs) make it go on for another hour. (laughs) 
No, I know. To be fair, if you're judging off what people say on Instagram, the best coaches are the ones that just scale businesses and that's all it is, yeah. is just a numbers game. So like they'll take the photos, like looking away, like, do do you, could you could you help or could you scale 50 clients this month and make X amount of money? Inquire below, and then I'm going, oh my god. Do yeah. I need to actually show any passion or do I just care about numbers and getting Best clients? Best coaches are the ones who have obviously just signed up with a business mentor. Yeah, they have 250 clients turning over a ridiculous amount of money. They don't know who the hell the clients are and they're just pushing products. And it's like, yep, they've got a new flash sale on their coaching every single day. They've got a new offer. They've got 12-week blocks. They've got this. They've got that. Yeah, that sign me up. That's what I'm going to do. That is a case of literally just throwing like the analogy of just throwing a massive net into the ocean. Yeah. You're going to get plenty of fish, but you're not going to get the big right. fish. You're not going to get yeah, the fish right. that you want. What yeah, fish would exactly. you want? Don't eat fish, mate. I'd want a big old salmon. Big old salmon, fair enough, yeah. We'll, I leave, it on, we'll leave it on that note. Yeah, big old salmon. Right, guys, episode 22 to 27. We're in that realm, I don't know. <laughs> um that's what we're going with um thanks for listening uh, appreciate all the story tags uh, and likewise any comments questions feel free we're going to be getting in we'll probably do one um maybe not next week we'll try and get one in maybe to the prior to the show we will see because tuesday we're not we've not got physio and then it will be oh the week after we've got physio but we'll try and get one in because we'll have to do a post-season post-competitive season roundup and then going into the gaining phase that'll probably be the one after and then they can actually be back into a weekly routine, which will be lovely because I won't be as fucking battered. So, yeah, guys, again, appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, again, appreciate story tags, comments, questions, and then episode 22 to 27, whichever one we're on. Thanks for listening. Catch you later.